It's the Green Umbrella Marketing Social Snippet Show. Hey there, it's Christina. Welcome to the Social Snippet Show. This particular episode, we've brought in long-standing client, Susan Rose, from Susan Rose China. We absolutely love working with Susan. As an individual, she's just fantastic. So full of life and energy and positivity. Um, and so's her team. We just absolutely love working with everyone in that business. And because we've worked with them so long, we really feel like we've been on the journey with them. We've kind of, we've, we've seen them go through the pains of growth and, um, and also some fantastic, fantastic wins. Um, so it was just, it's when we were looking at what clients should we bring on, she was an obvious choice. Um, as you know, we live stream this every Thursday at 12 noon on our Facebook page. So this is the audio from that live stream. Um, but I'll stop talking now. I'll let you dive in and listen. Um, but yeah, it's it was just such a pleasure to have her join us. It's going to pop up any second. Hello, we are live. So um, people will be no, not, there's about a 20 second delay. So in the next few seconds, people will start to get notifications on their phones to say that we're live. And hopefully we'll have a few people jump in and join us for today's um GU Live Lunch. I'm really, really pleased that we've got one of our favourite, I'd say one of our favourite clients. She probably is <laughs> the most favourite client we've got. Um, so the wonderful Susan Rose from Susan Rose China, who has worked with us for, I don't know, like so many years now. It's years just and years. years and years and years. So Susan, not everyone's going to know about you and who you are and what you do. So give us the give us the elevator pitch, as it were. What is it um, that you do? I am an English bone china designer. I had a hobby business where I painted on China because I loved it. So that's a bit of a shortened version. And basically it's we turned it into a business from starting as a hobby and with a bit of help from Green Umbrella along the way <laughs> many years ago. And uh, that's how it sort of grew and grew and grew. Fantastic. So obviously all the, you used to have a, um, a workshop in, um, at home just outside Daventry, but you've now yeah. moved all the operation down to Stoke, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, so basically when I started, I had a, a, kiln, a little kiln and that little kiln was in my garage and uh, I was working I was working in the garage quite a lot of the time trying to, you know, fire things um, at night and I was painting at night and working, you know, all hours trying to keep up with the orders. And then I got a second kiln and we developed a workshop here in <clears throat> just outside Daventry. But what happened was we just couldn't keep on top of all the orders. And I, we were going up to Stoke, we were collecting China, bringing it back here to decorate it and then taking it back, delivering it to Stoke or, you know, or or um, sending it out from here. And as it got busier and busier, we realised that we couldn't go on doing it from home. So we started doing it in Stoke and I was already working very closely with a print a printmaker in Stoke. 
who had a workshop. We got on very well together and we'd worked on lots of projects together. He was doing all my corporate work. So basically we teamed up together and we had to move all our production up to Stoke. And it was absolutely the right thing to do. And then three years ago, we merged his business and my business. So we're one business. And we still work, the office is still here. So the sort of engine room, the marketing, the um, <clears throat> ideas, everything comes from here. But the production side all happens in Stoke. Fantastic. So we first met you in about, I, I want to say it's like 2014, 2015. I, I know, it's before that. I think it was 2012, actually. Oh, really? I think, yeah. well, I think it's when Velocity gave, Velocity gave, um, you had a sort of free... Um, we did when, a health when, a health check on your market. Yes, on your yes, I think we did that, and they said, "Oh, you have to get you." We use this company called Green Umbrella, and I think that's how it started. And I think that was two thousand and twelve. So at that point, a lot of your business was very much on the. There's two sides to to your business. So you've got the retail stuff; people will buy personalized gifts through your website yeah. that kind of thing and and that was a big chunk of your business back then yes um, yes that, yeah, I know what you're about to ask me um because when we started you know me too well Christina when we first started 80 percent of our business was retail and 20 percent was corporate um and I think really one of the first corporate orders we had was the San Moritz uh tobogganing club because they saw me at a christmas fair and said oh could you make some china for our the people go go hurtling down on one of those tea trays down a mountainside and i'm always up for anything so i said yes of course but basically over the years the corporate side has grown and grown and 80 percent of the business is now corporate and only 20 percent is retail Fantastic. And that what we were when we first met, that was one of your objectives, wasn't it? To kind of make that shift. Yes, because the thing is, um, although I love my retail customers and I sometimes have some great things to do, but I could spend a long time with one customer who might want one small item, but I can spend as much time, you know, I can perhaps spend the similar sort of time with someone on a corporate order and they're going to want hundreds of pieces of china and that's uh, that's the difference but of course we love our retail cu uh, customers and we pride ourselves that everything is possible and that we always have time to talk to them and try and make you know their lives easy and try and make sure that we can make a gift that will last a lifetime and be a gift that's different because it's personalized you know a sustainable Absolutely. gift. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know that um, we've got a few questions, obviously relating uh -oh. to the marketing and the, the journey of the business and that kind yeah. of stuff. So, um, you know, just to be clear, over the years that, that we've worked together, we've 
Um, we've done a lot of coaching and training with Susan. So what she's been able to grow for her business and the success she's had in her marketing is 100% has been down to, to her effort. I'd be lovely to say we did it for her, but as much as we've held her hand and coached and trained, it's like the the, the product has been from the, the effort that you've put, you've put in yourself, Susan. And and Viv, your, um, your, your trusty partner in crime as well, we should yes, mention Viv as well. Today, poor, poor Viv has got to go and sort out boxes of china because we're doing a very, very big order. Very big order. Um, I probably can't talk about it too much. Um, it's for a foreign government and it's a large, it's uh, about a thousand pieces of china, so it's very big. But I, you know, one of the things I want to say about the business is that when we started, I didn't understand anything about social media. I didn't even think I had a Facebook page. And everything I learned, I learned through Green Umbrella, everything. Yes, you held my hand and yes, I'm interested and I've taken it, but it's also that wanting to learn and be better all the time and feeling, you know, you know, if I get stuck, I can, I can pick up the phone and ask any of you, oh, I can't do this, what do you think? Um, and I think that's really important. And um, things don't happen by themselves. Every, all everyone I know who's successful, who um, who succeeded with things, they all work extremely hard. Uh, you all work very hard, and you've taught me, you know, how to get the most, hopefully, the most out of my business. Um, you know, trying to use the the tools that you've you've given me over the years and it's been fantastic really really good so thank you all very much so okay so I'm really glad you've said all that because now we're going to pick your brains and if you can't answer the questions that will destroy everything you've just said <laughs> you know, apparently, I, apparently people say I talk quite a lot so I'm, I'm very sorry you might have to shut me up <laughs> No, no, not at, <laughs> not at all. So, um, okay, actually, before we dive into the questions we've got for you, so um, Paul Green is um, on Facebook and he's left us a comment there. I'm just going to bring it up on screen. So, um, I interviewed <laughs> Susan for my um, podcast. I, I actually thought that someone might ask me this. And I was just wondering, I could just wonder, I don't think if I stood on a piece, you'd see it, would you? Maybe. I, was I can make that on screen. <laughs> this is, uh, if I move my computer screen, if I, so this is my mug. I, I, I'm if nervous. I, oh, <laughs> Union Jacks. <laughs> if I move it down and walk back, can you see me? If you get rid of Paul Green's question, Christina, we oh might be able to. Goodness, I look as if I need to get on a diet. Um, I'm scared. I am standing on my mug. Did that work? We, we <laughs> did you know, work? Quite sick, but we saw your height go up, so um, <laughs> it's good. Good. Need to go in the <laughs> They're very strong indeed. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure Paul got the idea. That. Very important. I think that was the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> so um yes, yeah, so 
I interviewed Susan on the podcast and we talked about the strength of the China. So that's that's why he was asking. But yeah, you've I mean, the the thing is that, you know, through your social media, one of the things that we've said is like people need to see you. They need to understand who Susan is and because people buy into you and your approach and they want to they want to know the designer. So things like when you've done the social media posts and it's been you stood on the mug or the, um, I remember you had a video, I think it was a video where the postman had come to pick up some packages and you got him stood on one of your plates. Oh, I get everyone to stand on the mug. The best one ever. I took a lot of courage to get this one, but we do a lot of work with Sandhurst and we had to go, uh, we would, we would, presenting prizes at Sandhurst and um and the uh, the army sergeant major was there so he is the most senior soldier in the British army um you know on the ground so the British army sergeant major was there he's absolutely delightful he's quite my boys would say he's a unit he's got a big man not you know he's well over six foot but I asked him if he'd stand on my mug and he went, oh, I don't think so. And I just said to him, look, come on, now man up, get on that mug and let's see. So he said, oh, okay, all right, what happens if it breaks? And I was thinking, it's never broken yet, you know. <laughs> and it was fine. And, of course, all the other army officers were laughing at him, very senior people. And then he took his salute on my mug and they gave him two mugs. So one for each foot. And it was very, very funny. And I have got a photo of it and I have got a video of it. And I also did the same when I went to see the Gurkhas. I made them stand on the mug, you know, because they're very, very, English and China is very, very strong, very strong indeed, because of its, um, it, it has um, bone ash in it, which makes it very strong. The clue is in the name. <laughs> uh, okie dokie so jane i know you've got a question for susan i do yes um so you mentioned uh, you've got some clients that you can't mention their names um, so i know you've got quite a few high profile clients yeah um, so what part of your marketing was it that managed to attract those type of clients you know did you go and find them did I they find you no i don't know i think we had you know how did it happen? I think people, some people have found us by accident and then because, but I think because we're quite discreet about our clients, they will, you know, they will have heard, oh, we could get this from, you know, Susan Rose China. I mean, some people I do. So, for example, one of the things I did that I am allowed to say is that we did the China for the Queen's 90th um, birthday, her tea uh, um, at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. She had a uh, she had a royal box, and we did the china for that royal box. For um, <clears throat> it was organised by the people that uh, organised the Royal Windsor Horse Show, and it was for the uh, it was for the Queen, and it was a great commission. And actually, they very sweetly said I could talk about that on uh, social media because it was a sort of cel celebratory occasion and you see when I think then that leads to other things but I'm just sort of you know some people I 
you know, I have to, before I do the piece of China or that particular work, we're asked to, you must not say anything about this to anyone. <clears throat> so anything that's, you know, perhaps towards the government or, you know, higher. <laughs> it, you know, I just have to be a bit careful. Which is sad, really, because it'd be quite nice to say, oh, yes, we do it for so-and-so, but we just have to be a little bit discreet. Yeah. So I think that one of the things that have that, that's really worked for you is in obviously you've been very consistent over the years with your activity um, and because of that you've built a lot of trust as well and you know the organizations that you've been able to create China for although you are a you know a small business in you know rural Northamptonshire Actually, when people look at your online profile and they see the type of the quality of the product you're creating, your your knowledge of it, the uniqueness of the design work that you do, um, I think it, it builds a lot of trust that that kind of really, really helps as well. Um, and I know, Jane, you said you were um, you were out and about and you were you were in a in a school and one of the teachers had. A, I did. Yes. I had uh, all oh. the houses were written on the on the mug and it was on his desk. Oh. <laughs> Good to see one in situ. So, but but I think it is because of some of the stuff that you've done. You, I mean, you've done stuff for the Royal Legion. Um, yeah, we do a lot of stuff for the Royal British Legion. A lot of stuff. We, um, I think, I've got another mug to do for them. Um, we just did the Battle of Britain and we did um, um, uh, VE Day mug. So, uh, yeah, we do a lot of stuff with the Royal British Legion and, uh, yeah, another great charity. I think, um, I, th I think uh, with uh, people like that, they, well, organisations like that, and coming back to, we do a lot of things with the armed forces. Um, and I think one of the things that they always look for is something that's very British um, and we are, that is our um, USP, we are a British company, everything we uh, manufacture is made in this country. I feel really passionate about it. Um, and of course, it makes our China slightly more expensive than an imported mug. But, you know, I think it's nice to give people the choice. There's room for both, really. You probably don't want to take your you know, your English bone china mug outside and, you know, if you're painting the house and have it on top of a ladder. Well, I might, but, you know, I wouldn't recommend it for other people. But, um, you know, it's quite nice. You know, they, they, last, they last for years, a lifetime. And, and I think that some of the, these organisations are looking for that. They want something that's very British, very unique, and is, uh, is very high quality. And I think that's, and it's been quite a difficult journey and quite difficult to get that message across to people. Um, you know, lots of people have said to me, well, well, you know, who's interested? Who cares where it comes from? Well, actually, I care very much. And I think it's up to me to tell people that how important it is, you know, British manufacturing does matter. The, the people in Stoke have been making China for hundreds of years. They are skilled, talented people, and their product is wonderful. And uh, we're always very good in this country of putting ourselves down, but actually we're really good at making 
a lot of things and English boat, you know, China, the pottery is what in the potteries, China is one of them. So that's my rant. <laughs> we like a good rant. We like a good rant. Yeah. Okay, so we've um we've helped you with your email marketing mark's helped you yes. with sort of, um, print bits and pieces yes. we've talked a lot about facebook and instagram in the past we've looked at linkedin for you yes which is which is kind of your favorite place to be well actually when it comes to all the marketing activity i i you know that i love twitter so. <laughs> i i love twitter um I probably resonate best with Instagram because it's visual, although I find Instagram the most difficult because it's, it's you know, I, I find it quite difficult to build an Instagram audience. But, um, but I suppose it's a, a visual, for me, I, you know, I, I like it very much. Um, I guess I, I'm not so good about Facebook. I try to be, but I'm always checking Instagram and I always, well, I love Twitter, so I won't, um, I won't bore you about that one. But uh, I think for me, as a creative person, Instagram is a very good uh, jumping off place. So Emily loves uh, Instagram. She's like, she's like our Instagram queen. Yes. I do, yeah. People always say to me, Emily, how many Instagram accounts do you actually have? And I'm like, well, five. <laughs> like, why do you need five? <laughs> um, but no, I love it. And it's interesting that you said that, Susan, about um, Twitter, because I would have thought the amount that I see that you're active on Instagram, especially in stories, that Instagram would have been your favourite and not Twitter. Um, so yeah, do you have a... Um, like a strategy behind your Instagram or do you, um, cause like I said, you're very active on your stories. Is there something that you, do you have an idea behind that or you just try to kind of keep up and show everyone what you're doing as you're doing it? So what I try to do every week, I note the words I try, okay, Emily, but we will have an idea. What are we going to talk about for the following week? So okay. I will be thinking, uh, I have a, a sort of, I, I, I'll set up what I want to promote that for the following week at the end of the previous week, if you see what I mean, to, in the attempt, very vague attempt to be organised, OK? Um, uh, and I'll set up what we want to talk about, and that will be going out on Twitter all through that next week in various ways. And, and it should, but we have been bad about it lately, been going out on Google Business, and then I'll be thinking, well, how can I do this on Instagram? But I've got to put a bit more about me on Instagram because I think, you know, after a while, people don't want to see bits of China. They actually, you know, probably get more hits when the dog appears than me um, or a piece of China. But, you know, so you just, I just sort of think I have to mix it up a bit. And on Wednesdays, I'm always thinking, oh, perhaps I better do something about the dog today, woof, woof, Wednesday, and then I might forget. But, you know, I, I try to make Instagram more um, more about me, a bit more personal, really. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think um, 
I think it's something I've spoken about on here before, actually, but something that I find works really well for Instagram is if you think of nine categories that you can post about and then yeah. basically post about them on a rotating basis. So some of them obviously could be more personal, more about you. Yes. You could do something about the dogs on Wednesdays. Um, obviously things about the china, the, the plates, the mugs. Um, but I think then, then you get that variety. You also get that consistency. And with Instagram, if you're being consistent, that's when you're going to start getting the engagement and getting the followers on there. Um, yes, yeah. And I, I also think the thing that's made a difference to me is, is doing stories. And yeah. I always mean that to the beginning of the day to think, what am I going to put on my story today? Um, <laughs> I have been a bit, uh, we have been, yeah, particularly, it's been, been a bit, bit of a weird time hasn't it for everyone and I've been a bit overwhelmed lately with what I have to do yeah. um, and so I've got a bit behind with my stories I've put something on this morning just one but I I think it needs to be much you know I need to spend I think the stories are definitely key and personally I think I need to uh, up my game a bit on the stories I think you're doing a good job with stories. I do think you are there quite a lot when I click on Instagram anyway. But, um, oh, good, good, good. good. <laughs> um, something that me and Christina were talking about, actually, that could work quite well for you is, um, I don't know if you've heard of the term user-generated content, but it's basically encouraging your customers and your users, I guess, to share posts of the China, which you can then share directly to your story. So it's a great way of getting people to engage with them. Oh, that's um, good, isn't it? Yeah, so I don't know if that's oh, but, something that you tried, but yeah. I think it would work. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes, please. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that would be a good idea. But no, I do think overall, like to be honest, you are you are very good with your Instagram account. I, I think I and <laughs> you, can, you do a good job. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I, I think it, it is it's things like that in stories where you're um you know if you're if, if you've created a piece of china and you're sending it out to someone and you know that they're on instagram as well and you know that quick photo you know before i mean your packaging is beautiful as well so you know that kind of photo as it's as it's being packed up to go um that goes onto your story and tags them in people will engage in that they'll share it to their stories which helps get the brand name out out there as well um I, and I try to remember to tag other people when i'm doing a story as well because i think that is a very a good way of getting a bit of engagement isn't it and you know between yeah. businesses no, people yeah. like that. It's a good way as well within behind the stories, there isn't really an algorithm. So if you're tagging in other people or other companies, if they'll see that, and then obviously if they hopefully share that to their story, yes. you're going to be also reaching their audience as well. Yes, your, yes yours, I think that's so. important. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So, Emily, in terms of building followers on Instagram, so... I always think the Instagram audience are really, it's like they'll, you know, they'll, they'll drop you tomorrow. You know, they're really, really fickle. They'll follow you today and drop you tomorrow. And it's really hard to build like a loyal following on Instagram. And a lot of people get caught up with the numbers on there because we see these influencers with, you know, tens of thousands of followers and millions of followers. And it's, it can be quite demotivating. So what advice would you give a business like Susan's, so something product-based, what advice would you give, putting you on the spot, in terms of building an audience? 
Um, there are two things that I think are really important on Instagram and that I have found have helped me build an audience personally. The first thing I'm is definitely... <laughs> Thank you, Susan. <laughs> um, the first thing is definitely being consistent in both the stories and in your posts. So at least try to post at least one thing, sorry, something once a day into the, the post itself and also add to the stories multiple times a day if possible. Um, if I found that when I'm not being consistent, that's when my engagement and my followers and my impressions drop off straight away. Um, so once you sort of start getting into that process and you do it for, I don't know, two, three weeks, you are going to naturally see a little bit of growth there. Um, the next thing I would recommend is engaging. So commenting, liking and engaging with other people on Instagram, even people that, well, especially people that you're, you're not connected with or who aren't following you at the moment. Um, above and, uh, any other platform that I use, I think that engaging has worked the best for me, again, personally on Instagram. I think people really like that. And if you make the effort to constantly be appearing at sort of in their notifications, they are going to follow you. Um, something that, again, I would say, though, is rather than just liking the post, try and comment if you can say anything. Like, sometimes I'll literally just say, great photo, and put a smiley face emoji. So literally anything, just go down your feed, comment on everyone, like everyone, and, and then go on to maybe their followers and look at their followers or see who's following them, because if they're an account that's maybe quite similar to yours... Um, they're going to have a similar audience and therefore their audience is likely to be interested in your account as well. So target their followers and, and comment on them and like their posts. And if you're being consistent with all of that, you are going to see that natural growth there. And that's something that I have found that has worked for me. So I think it would work for a product like Susan Rose. Obviously, it's a very visual product. It's a very nice looking product. So you are going to have those those loyal followers there, but also the followers there that, that want to be sort of engaging with you as well. Yes, thank you. That was a really great answer, Emily, considering yeah. you didn't know I was going to put you on the spot either. And I hadn't planned to, just so that everyone knows that. <laughs> um, you know, the, the only other thing I would probably add to that is just to have four or five hashtags that are going to be relevant to your brand that you would probably use yourself. So um, so like something like hashtag best of British, that's something that, you know, maybe just a couple of times a week, you look at that, you do a search for that hashtag specifically, have a scroll through and be doing that engagement on posts that have used that hashtag that, that you know you'll use too, because things like that, people will be following. Um, and sometimes it's about building the relationships with those other brands as well, rather than the end user. So I think that's the only other thing I'd, I'd add to that, Emily. Something that you could do, Susan, as well. I don't know if you do it already, but if you have hashtags that you use regularly, so on Instagram, it's recommended that you use between 15 and 30. But rather than typing them out every single time, what I do is I add them into the notes on my mobile so I can just copy yes, and paste them. If you do that, okay, that's good. Notes, and yeah. I have um, so we. I I've got a. <clears throat> I I have a one specifically for Stoke and China. But for example, we've just been in Cornwall for a weekend, a long weekend, and I actually have some hashtags saved all about Cornwall. As you know, so I try very hard to use those different hashtags 
um, and make them relevant, you know, what I'm doing or where I am. But I think that's a great tip. You know, I've got them saved on my notes. I just paste and put them in and I might just alter them depending on, you know, what I've been talking about. I might just, you know, I'm not going to be putting stuff about corporate gifts if I've just posted something about retail and weddings you know I might take that out and just sort of change it slightly but the yeah. uh, but it's a very useful useful tool that um and I, I think funny enough I think I learned it from you oh. <laughs> there you go uh, yeah. yes so so Mark's been very quiet today yes he's probably horrified with the thought that no. I'm interrupting the live Facebook chat. I'm always quiet, Susan. You know that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was probably thinking about obviously the, the bits that I've done over the, over the years, so various brochures and obviously the print side of things. Yeah. And and do do you sort of use those as almost separate to the to the sort of online marketing, or are they a different sort of target market that they go to, or is it all part of the same sort of joined up approach? Or is it a mix of everything? I'd like to tell you that it's a, a part of the same, you know, it's, it's part of the same, you know, uh, marketing strategy. So I know you did a fantastic one for schools for us to start with. And we were doing emails to schools and then I'll be tweeting about schools. You know, that'll be on going through all the platforms. But the brochure actually, you know, to be able to send someone a beautiful brochure and and, um, you know, know that they've looked at it. We had a lot of positive feedback. Actually, I think it's very, very good. And uh, you've just done a racing one for us. And I've already um, had a couple of people who've seen some of my China, some quite big syndicates. Well, now I can actually say, oh, I'm glad you like the China. You know, here's our brochure. Because even though they might have looked me up online or see what we do there's nothing quite like having a lovely brochure that you go back to and it's just all part of it's just backing up that whole marketing and uh, you're about to do another one for us aren't you I think on corporate gifts and I think yeah. we also want a military one so I think it is important because people lead busy lives and sometimes you can't always get online and I think having something like that that's um, you know beautiful brochure that you can hold and touch and feel and just look at it um, you know when you want. I think that's that's a very positive good thing. I mean clearly I'm not sending them out blind to people because I don't want them put in the bin. <laughs> yeah. But you know I, I there's, it's quite targeting. But I think it is I think it is a very good part of the you know marketing. It's all part of the same. You know the same aim, isn't it? Yeah. To get your name out there. I think that it's nice from our point of view that obviously you know we've seen the brand develop over the years, Mm. you know, visually, so that you know everything you're doing is you know from that perspective is nicely joined up. You know, if you see one thing, whether it's online or or in print, it always feels nice and consistent. Everything's you know Mm. done done very well and it looks good. And I think if people are seeing things on one platform, maybe online or on the website, but then they get a brochure again, it just reinforces sort of the feel of quality and, and things like that. And, yes, think, and I oh, think, and I, I actually, and I think your, your brochures are fantastic. They're, 
fantastic quality. And actually, it's only that the brochures came just before we went to Cornwall and Viv was, you know, we've all been away sort of at odd times. So actually, I am going to, you are going to see those brochures online because I will do a post about them because they're, they're, they're very good and we want to, uh, we certainly want to target our racing clients um, um, at the moment. So that they will be making an, in, they will be making an appearance very shortly we'll keep a look out yes good good so we are it's at that time of year right now where you me and viv normally get around a flip chart and start mapping out you know what what we're going to do when in order to kind of get your you know your christmas orders in and and to boost your your christmas business so what are the like what what are the kind of the key things that you're going to be doing this Christmas in terms of the products that you're you know you obviously you, you do some beautiful baubles and there's always a, a lot of work each year in terms of kind of quite often you've got a new design that you're bringing to market you're offering new personalized items so what yeah. kinds of things are we going to look for this year well, this year I am actually quite excited because it's taken me a long time to do it. But during lockdown, I worked on my children's page because we really didn't have a very, it could have been a lot better. And it wasn't that it, it was there, but it just needed work doing on it. And it takes a long time to sit down and do a range properly and get it right. And as part of that range, we're going to, do clocks um so a a plate with um for children and you have your the child you know child's name on it and other details i'm very very excited about that and we should have had them ready a few weeks ago but with all it's so difficult because the china suppliers are locked out you know they're not back fully back and we have to get the plates drilled and then the clock mechanism put in them. But I'm very excited about that. And the other thing that we talked about doing, um, and we've got the kit to do it, but whether we will, I'd love to get it ready for Christmas, would be cake, a three-tier cake stand. <clears throat> um, and that was another plan of ours. But at the moment, it is very difficult to try and everything just takes so much longer you know if the factories are only there two or three days a week you know it holds everything up but um and i think now also with further restrictions i think if i can get the clocks out i'll be celebrating i can tell you <laughs> so that would be that would be a um, a personalized yes a personalized, a personalized clock I think you'd have a name on it. I was also going to do one with birds on it because I thought that'd be quite funny. And I've worked very hard on my wildflowers. I've I've spent a lot of time. I'd, if you've been following me on social media, you'll see that I've spent a lot of time recording and painting the wildflowers uh, in and around where we live. And um, I've been developing a range for that. And uh, I would love to get that up and also on the website ready for christmas ready for your flip chart christina and that pen <laughs> and then I, might, I might celebrate with cake 
<laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Do you know it, it's a um, it's a it's a funny. In fact, I, the flip charts over there at the minute. We were talking to someone the other day and and uh, you know m mapping out kind of you know campaigns and the thing is, I think the reason why things that we've done with you previously have worked so well is that we don't just look at one type of marketing. We've kind of we kind of looked at it. Absolutely. And we've kind of said, right, that that's the deadline for the orders. Therefore, this is how many weeks we've got. What are we going to reach people with at what point and made sure that you've got, you know, if if we're doing um paid ads on Facebook and Instagram, we know what type of advert we're running when. And if we're doing that, then actually you need to have a blog on this subject to go on that particular week so that all the things tie in. <laughs> see, I thought, how can I subtly drop that one in there? I know. See, I'm a month behind already, you know, um, but I'm a month. We had some work done in the workshop and uh, and uh, we had a, a few issues like for example the ceiling coming down and then when we got that when we got that sorted the uh, electrician had managed to wire up the kilns incorrectly so it was just sort of a catalogue of you know anyway so I was planning to do a blog on the children's China you see as we were so there you are Christina you've taught me well Fantastic. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure in previous years you've produced blog content in the run up to Christmas that's talked about gifts and that kind of yes. thing. And, you know, one of the things that I would encourage you and, you know, and, and a lot of people to do is actually maybe there's a blog that you wrote a couple of years ago. So rather than sitting down with a blank page and starting from scratch, Actually, is there something that you've done previously that you can edit and refresh and use again now? I'm sure there is because a lot of the stuff I use, I do try to be clever about our, um, you know, marketing. And when I'm using content on social media, I do look back because I've got a very um, organised library and I do go back and look at that content and think, can I reuse that and just re-edit it a bit? So it's a fresh, freshen it up. Absolutely. You know, repurposing the content is repurposing the content you produce is such a, a fantastic strategy because it just makes you so much more efficient. So, you know, especially when things are going wrong or, you know, like the situation now where you, you're being pulled in a different, you know, lots and lots of different directions and, you know, you, you, you know, everything's taking longer and, and that kind of yeah. thing. Actually, because you've got the, this kind of library of assets, you know, really kind of maximizing on that and leveraging that is, is going to be, I think it's going to be vital for, for your business this year. But I think there's a lot of other businesses out there that you know, they, they have been, you know, slogging for years on the marketing front and they've gained the traction and, and all that kind of stuff. And we do it every Friday morning. I'm stressing out, well, like, what blog am I going to write? And every now and then when I really can't think of anything, I'm like, right, okay, what did I write this time last year or this time two years ago, three years ago? And quite often there's something that, something from ages ago that I think I've only just written, but actually you don't realise how much time passes. 
I know, I know. It's very frightening, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Mark's kind of half grinning as well because he's like, he's supposed to have written that blog for me yesterday because he's off tomorrow and he needs to do the the artwork. So, that's, so yeah, so that's me dropping myself in it now as well. I, 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 I was thinking of actually just putting a comment on the live stream. So that... <laughs> I'm sure, Susan, you can't believe I'd leave anything to the last minute, can you? After all these years of working with me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. So, Susan, we'll we try and keep this under an hour. Right. So um, we are, I think we're going to sort of start to wrap up now. Guys, have you got any other questions at all for Susan? Is there anything that sort of sprung to mind whilst we've been talking? Any pearls of wisdom to share? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I've used up all my pearls. <laughs> <laughs> and Susan, do you have any questions for us? Um, yeah, I do actually. I want to. Do you find that you're, you know, you're much busier at certain times of the year? So, it, do you are you affected in the way that I might be affected by Christmas? Are you affected as well by something like Christmas? Do you find that people suddenly get a bit panicky and, oh, my goodness, I've got to get my marketing ready because this is my selling opportunity? Or do you find that people are more steady throughout the year? So from a social perspective, it tends to be – so January we kind of have a bit of a rush. When everyone's had that Christmas break – and they're coming back with fresh plans and yeah. they're going to, you know, I'm really going to focus on my marketing this year. Um, and also kind of you know, in April as well with, you know, people's um, year, like budgets, if you like, uh, running in line with the financial year. We kind of have a, a rush at those points where people are renewing their intentions, let's say. Um, that said, it's quite interesting this year. We've had quite a few inquiries over the last couple of weeks where people are looking, you know, they're looking at the last quarter of the year. I think it's partly because we've had six months with not much happening. And they're now thinking, right, we've got three months left this year. We, we've got to get some money in the bank. So they're, they're kind of, you know, wanting to work on, um, you know, seasonal strategies, that kind of thing, which we normally, this is a, a bit of a quiet time for us, that kind of August, August to mid-September, but we do seem to have a lot of interest on those types of campaigns. Um, Mark, for you, it's slightly different, isn't it, on the website and the and the, the print side of things? Yeah, I mean, it, come, it comes in different. It's probably similar, but obviously you do get a little bit of stuff when you run up to Christmas with sort of Christmas cards and, and, and that type of thing. Um, but then we always seem to have maybe sort of obviously when events are happening in person sort of exhibition season type things as well so sort of you know sort of uh the sort of may sort of june time can be quite busy and then again sort of october november in those sort of periods really um so yeah they're the, they're the sort of main ones really on the print side anyway cool so i always find that actually january for me is one of my busiest months of the year I don't know why, but it always has been. Uh, we always have plans, oh, we're going to do X, Y, and Z in January. 
<clears throat> get new ideas out, start new, doing new designs. And, it, and I'm just always so busy. You know, come the middle of February, I'm just sort of lying down in a dark room feeling exhausted. So it's, it's funny, isn't it? How, and it'll be very interesting to see what it's like this, you know, this January. Yeah, I just, you know, I think day to day, week to, sometimes hour to hour, I just don't yeah. know what's going on there. You know, it is really bizarre right now, really bizarre. Um, what I do know is that people still want to, people still want to live, they still want to feel good. You know, they still want to, they still want to celebrate. They still want to promote themselves, their businesses. And, and I think it, it's almost like social media is really coming into its own from a business perspective because it's, you know, when we can't go, it's not as easy to go out and see people and you've really got to sort of, you know, you know, if I'm going to go into London on a, you know, for a business meeting, it's I'm really considering how important that meeting is or you know can I do it online instead that sort of stuff yeah so in terms of the contact that we have actually doing things like you know like this live stream that we've been doing on a weekly basis um you know being able to promote yourself and and allow people to see that insight into the individuals within your business online as well is it, it's just really really powerful for the businesses that are using that as an opportunity Unfortunately, yeah, there are brands that are not great. doing it. And it's great mm -hmm. chat, isn't it? And people can see, you know, how <clears throat> how my business works, but how it interacts with Green Umbrella and how important actually Green Umbrella have been over the years, not just now, but for many years, have been extremely important to Susan Rose China. You know, I perhaps wouldn't have got where I have without your help. So thank you. <laughs> that's that's an amazing thing to say, Susan. That's but it's really true. Lovely. It's true. You've taught me so much. And um, you know, I hope other people that are listening realise that actually if I can do it, so can you. <laughs> <laughs> just bring just bring their cake and your people. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You know, if you if you can make a lemon drizzle as good as Susan's and bring it in for us, then we you know we, we'll deliver the same value to you. <laughs> Okie dokie. So there's just a couple of comments here. So Paul Green, um, you know, oh, thank just you, thanks Paul. for your time today, Susan. But yeah. That's great. And also Lucy, who's doing some work experience with us at the minute. Um she, so she's tuned in and she said it sounds oh, like an amazing and successful business. And, you know, it's we love working with you. We, we always say we only work with nice people um, and you really are like say, the same. <laughs> yeah. But you, like I say, you really are one of, if not our our most favourite clients. Oh, you're very sweet, but we love you too. And thank you for everything you've done for us. It's Bless much you. appreciated. <laughs> Okie dokie, right. I'm going to wrap it up there. So let's say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. And you've got to wave for a second because Emily likes to take a photo whilst we're waving. Christian, that always makes it sound like I'm doing that for like a personal album or something. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>